0: On today's episode of Locked On Bucks, Evan Winter of Bucks Nation joins me to talk more about Tampa Bay Buccaneers training camp. This episode and the Locked On Bucks podcast is supported by Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. Manscaping offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's 20% at manscaped.com with promo code LOCKEDON. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am David Harrison and joining me for this episode is Evan Winter. Evan, of course, is on Twitter at Evan underscore Winter, writer extraordinaire, training camp expert for Bucks Nation. Evan, how are you doing? Thanks for coming on the show again. We're going to have to make you a permanent contracted member of the show if if the uh, recent patterns keep keep up. (laughs)
1: Man, that was like a a Khaleesi type intro uh, that I I don't think I've ever been praised like that before. I appreciate it. And, yeah, you know, you know me, man, I'm always down to help. So permanent or not permanent, I'll always be around. You you got my number. Just give me a call.
0: Yeah, fantastic, man. I appreciate it. And I mean, for all of our listeners out there, uh, I mean, we're not going to unveil all the details just quite yet. But, Evan, you and I are going to be doing a weekly episode here in the regular season uh, once regular season kicks off. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, hopefully it. our listeners are as well. I think they're going to get a lot of good stuff out of that as well. But we are here to talk Buccaneers training camp, of course, because it's the big news. Everybody's talking about it. It's what's going on. And it's beautiful. It's an amazing thing. Uh, Bailey was on with James yesterday to kind of catch everybody up over the weekend and what and what was going on then. You are here today to help us catch up on Sunday and Monday practices mm-hmm. here as we sit on a Tuesday waiting for even more excitement to come out. Um before we get into any specific players or anything like that, man, man, looking at the limited Twitter access I have right now on this business trip, I mean, everybody, Scott Smith, Carmen Vitale, uh, Pewter Report, um, You know, all really the main guys that I pay attention to. I know Ren from the Pewtercast is there, kind of ranting and raving. I mean, we've seen new staffs before with the Buccaneers, but this sounds like a new, I mean, a new franchise, honestly.
1: I mean, you could – I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Well, I'm going to dial, dial it back a little bit. Um, it's definitely interesting and intriguing. Uh, this is – I've never seen a defense like this in Tampa Bay before. Um, I've never seen a coaching staff like this in Tampa Bay before, whether it be – I mean, this is obviously only my second training camp. I've only been a part of two coaching staffs. But I've just never seen one even out in Nashville be this in tune, this intense – Honestly, since John Gruden, um, I mean, you know that t- he had mostly Tony Dungy's team and Tony Dungy was a great coach, but he wasn't very intense. He was always, you know, more laid back. But um, it's just really, really exciting to see this coaching staff in action and also to see these players buying into this coaching staff. I mean, Carlton Davis talked about it today during early uh, the early media availability, and he just had nothing but glowing praise for Todd Bowles. And so has every other defensive player when they've been asked, so Man, it's definitely a new look Bucks team, and it's been very, very exciting to watch.
0: Yeah, I man. I mean, I've only been covering the Buccaneers right from a from a, any type of media uh, perch since Lovey Smith was the head coach of this team. So I don't have the greatest uh, stretch of experience covering the team in in the, in the way that we try to. But when you see guys like Scott Reynolds, Mark Cook, um, Scott Smith, who's been with the team for decades. Um, getting really excited I mean uh, these are these aren't just guys who are who are pumping social media full of full hot air I mean these are these are guys who are genuinely kind of looking at the product on the field going man there is a visible and a very palpable difference and we're not even a full week into training camp yet I mean the, right. the rookies and the quarterbacks just reported a week ago what today right Tuesday last Tuesday I think yep. is when they reported I mean so just even more to come um But kind of talking about some of those differences, there's a little bit of stuff that's kind of the same, and it's definitely something I wanted to touch on with you. So let's just get right to it. Jameis Winston. We've all talked about it. You and I have talked about it. James and I have talked about it. You and James have talked about it. Everybody's talking about it. Jameis Winston turning the ball over, make or break year. This is the year he does it or he gets moved somewhere else in the offseason. He's throwing a lot of interceptions. Some people are freaking out about it. Some people are not freaking out about it.
1: Evan, which side are you on? Neither. I'm right in the middle, as usual. I mean, you don't want to see your quarterback. And a lot of the interceptions haven't – I mean, it, okay, so if you want to go back to Friday, Friday was the, by far his worst day of camp so far. He's actually gotten better every day. So he's trending up. It's still early in camp. Um, but if you want to get down to the nuts and bolts about it, yeah, he made, a, he made some bad throws on Friday, but now – one of the interceptions, or actually two of the interceptions, were just great plays by Isaiah Johnson and or, and uh, Jordan Whitehead. And even Bruce Arians said the Jordan Whitehead interception, he'd still rather have Jameis throw that ball because it was a 50-50 ball to Mike uh, Evans. And then – Another one of the interceptions came during seven-on-sevens. So that's just a lot of context that people are leaving out. Well, not everybody, but most people. And like I said, he's gotten better every single day. Um, now, he did have a really bad miscommunication with one of his receivers today, or at least it looked that way, which resulted in a really badly sailed ball. Um, but then again, I re- just recently read before I came on that apparently the coaching staff is telling him to really test the young secondary and take some risks. So if that holds to be true, then – there's really no reason to worry. And like I said, he's become better every day. It's not like he's regressing. It's not like he's staying the same. So, man, not really worried about it that much at all. Oh, and the pick, since we're doing a little bit of Sunday's uh, recap as well, the pick uh, that Vernon Hargraves had off of him, Bruce Arian said it was a bad route. Uh, the receiver uh, Perryman ran a bad route. So, man, not really that much worried at all. But like I said, where where my concern comes from is he's been inaccurate. And that's always been an issue of his, but he's been pretty, he's been pretty inaccurate so far during camp. Um, that's obviously, obviously, should resolve itself as camp goes on and into the season. But that's the only thing that really worries me, if anything, right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, James has always had a little bit of an accuracy, as everybody knows that. I know Bruce talked earlier uh, in the off season about you know getting James kind of understand uh, those throwing motions, and I think you know he used the baseball analogy and. Uh, you know, the throwing to second base type of thing instead of sailing the ball over somebody's head. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, those might be something that basically this coaching staff's got to learn a way to live with and manage and and get the game plan and, and the strategy surrounding that uh, to work for, for what they need. But as far as the interceptions and stuff, man, I, I'm happy to hear, you know, Coach Arians coming out and kind of publicly, you know, being willing to say, hey, you know, this receiver ran a bad route or, you know, that was just a good play by the defense or, hey, we're we're te- we're telling them to test the defense. Because, you know, there, there's a saying, and I think pretty much anybody who's ever been in a business environment will understand it. And that's if if everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. And exactly. every single time they're on the field, I mean, there's something that they're looking for. There's something that this coaching staff is trying to do. And we don't know. We don't know what's happening here. I mean, it could be, you know, they could be out there trying to test, hey, let's see if Justin Watson can climb the ladder. So we're gonna throw, we're gonna throw some balls out there and see if Justin go up and get them. And if he doesn't go up and get it, maybe Mike Edwards goes up and gets it instead. You know what I mean? Um, but then you saying that, that James is getting better uh, every day. That's, that's the key right there. I think I was texting back and forth uh, just earlier today with someone about this very topic and my response to it. And my thoughts on it are basically this, that there's, there's no success in life that comes out of some sort of shortcoming or failure. Either you mess something up. So you learn from messing it up or you learn something because you just didn't know it ahead of time. And, what better time as a football player to do that than training camp? And exactly. even in the first first game, first couple games of the preseason, even, you know, take some of those shots that maybe you're not sure are gonna work out. That way when the regular season comes, if you're in a similar situation, you either have fine-tuned and figured out how to make that situation work out the way you need it to, or you just know from trying and trying and trying that it ain't gonna work and it ain't gonna happen. So you go somewhere else, you make a different decision. I think that's how we get a smarter. Uh, james winston and yeah you saying that he's looked better each and every day um i mean that just that just kind of supports that theory and you know kind of points the needle a little bit upwards hopefully development um but talking about some of those interceptions uh today man i mean the little bit of social media i was able to take in before we sat down here mike edwards apparently is yeah. looking pretty thinking good and quote-unquote
1: a ball hawk right
0: coach arian said. yeah
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, he made two. Uh, He actually had the pick where Jameis had the miscommunication between he and the receiver. Um, It just sailed right into his chest. You know, one of those easy interceptions that every defensive back dreams about. And then, but the second pick, couldn't really see who the intended receiver was from where I was standing, but he just hopped right in front of the route, took off down the side. And then I couldn't see because um, a lot of the crowd was standing up along the sidelines in the media area. But apparently the players did some really awesome celebration in the end zone. So, and it goes back to what Carlton David said earlier today about how his team's playing uh, for each other and all that good stuff. I mean, you could just feel as soon as he took, as soon as he picked it off half the defense that was on that side of the field took off with him, ready to set up the block. And it was just a training camp practice. So these guys are playing for each other and it's, it's fun to watch, man. But, um, yeah, he he looked great today, and hopefully that continues to evolve. And as long as that happens, then they're in good hands. While Justin Evans is still, uh, his future is still in question.
0: Yeah, and that leads uh, very much into my next question. So we talked a little bit on the on Twitter in the group chat there for uh, under with Bucks Nation. Um, how do you feel about the prospect of of Jordan Whitehead and Mike Edwards being your your starting free safety and strong safety combo
1: entering or at least starting the season if if necessary? So far, they've been great, and they're definitely the starters in the the three-fourth base. Um, I watched the defense very closely for the first three weeks, and they were out there with the first team uh, guys every single time, and they stayed with them every single time. So they're definitely the starters right now, and Jordan Whitehead's been flying around making plays. He got his hands on a couple balls today, Um, if I'm remembering correctly. He forced one out of the receiver. No, actually, that was that was uh, another player. I apologize. That was, was Devonte Harris. Um, but no, either way, he he still has looked very good. And I mean, for what was he a fifth round pick or a sixth round pick? I mean, you you can't help but be excited for what he's done so far.
0: Awesome, man. And then uh, I kind of wanted to catch up a little bit on some of these younger players, some of the some of the I don't I don't want to call them bubble players because I mean one of them was a draft pick, but. Guys like Scotty Miller, guys like Bruce Anderson, um, guys like Zach Bailey. I mean, there there was a lot of people interested, curious to see what some of these guys would do. And there's still plenty of time. I got it. We're only like like we already said, you know, less than a week of, of full practices in. But Scotty Miller is probably the biggest one. We we've talked about him and, and you know, uh, blame Kenny Bell. But I've just been nervous. I'm like, well, let's see what happens once, once we get the pads <laughs> on.
1: Um, what have you seen, if anything, from those guys uh, so far with with padded practices? Scotty Miller's making this team. I mean, he's making the active roster. Uh, now whether he dresses on Sundays, that's a whole different story. There's no way the Bucks are going to put this kid on on their practice squad cuz somebody's going to snap him up or snatch him up before probably the day he finally clears waivers or however that works. I'm not entirely sure how that all works. But um uh He's going to be just fine, man. That kid is explosive. He's fast. He runs pretty decent routes right now. Uh, he made a really good catch today on a nice comeback route towards the end zone or towards the sideline. Um, every time he's on the field, the offense looks his way just about. So he's going to have a. He's got a bright future in Tampa Bay. Um, Zach Bailey haven't had really much of a chance to watch him. Uh, like I said, I've been watching the defense a lot, and then today on the offensive line, I paid a lot of attention to Alex Kappa. Who had a solid day, um, but then Bruce Anderson had a fumble today, but also had a touchdown run, if I remember correctly. Um, I think it was like a six-yard scamper out to the right. I, I could be wrong on that though. Um, but he did have a pretty bad fumble earlier in practice, um, and he made a couple plays, a catch here and there, and a pretty decent run. Uh, he'd probably he would probably hit the practice squad if the Bucks decide to hold on to him, because Andre Ellington's having a, a pretty good camp as well. Yeah, I was actually going to uh, – he's exactly
0: the next guy I was going to ask about because when he first got brought into the team, I speculated this could be nothing more than almost like an assistant coach hire, you know what I mean, just disguised right. as a as a player signing. But, um, I mean, I don't want to say I've seen a lot, but I've definitely seen more than I expected to this early on about his participation and how he's looked. Um, so, yeah, can you expand on that a little bit of, of what he's been doing? Because, I mean, the dude's 30 years old. He's been out of football for a little bit, has some injury struggles before that. So – I think everybody was kind of a little, a little lukewarm on his arrival in the first place. But I uh, hear he's, he's making some moves.
1: Yeah, he's catching a lot of passes, you know, and that's kind of what we all figured he'd be doing. Um, and he's made plays. So now Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber, they've both had strong camps so far. Ronald Jones looks very good. Now we don't know how that's going to translate, obviously, because of last year. Um, but if they can continue their momentum, Bucks are going to have a solid one-two back rotation. So Ellington will still probably come in as a veteran in case, you know, the Cheese or one of those guys get hurt. Uh, Daria Agumubawale has had some moments here and there. Um, and then uh, probably after that, like I said, as Bruce a- uh, Bruce Anderson and all them. And honestly, uh, yeah, I just I just don't see him making the roster right now, especially with how Ellington's performing. So and I, I don't see the Bucks carrying more than four backs. Or maybe even three, so I don't know, man. It's it's going to be tough for Anderson. That that I do know. Yeah,
0: definitely. I mean, a competitive group, but definitely a, a pretty uh, stacked group. I think for the, for, right. I mean, especially, especially considering kind of what the Bucks been dealing with lately. Um, have you noticed any trends? So I know there's a lot there's a lot of stuff going on there, but have you noticed any trends as far as the backfield? when they're lining up as far as, you know, because we've, we've all been frustrated by it. So I'm kind of just begging and looking for more changes between this staff and this regime versus the old one. Uh, I mean, is it only Andre lining up there in certain formations and is it only Peyton in these formations or are they getting these guys in in different looks so that, you know, opposing defenses aren't going to be able to cue in on, oh, hey, uh, Charles Sims is in, so look for a pass. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. Now, so I'll be honest, when it comes to 11-on-11s and they are doing the running, or they're doing run drills. Um, I'm kind of more focused on the offensive line, just seeing what they're doing. I have noticed that um, they are running a lot of zone, but this zone is a lot more effective. You're getting backs out in space. Um, For the most part, they're, they are throwing a lot to Peyton Barber, so they're definitely mixing him up. Obviously, they're throwing to Jones and Ellington. So I would say it's kind of spread out between all three. I can't really give you an exact answer, and I'm sorry on that one, man. But I would say just based off of what I've seen from them catching and running, I would definitely say they're they're mixing it up with all three of them.
0: All right, Evan. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- that's you know it's perfectly fine. There's obviously a lot of stuff going on there. You're one man, so we can't expect you to see – Every single thing. But I think the offensive line is definitely uh, one of the more crucial areas to be watching. Um, So just real quick, unfortunately, we've got to kind of make this a shorter episode today. uh, But there's still plenty of time, plenty of stuff to talk about here in the near future. Um, What are your overall thoughts on uh, what the what the offensive line looks like right now? I know Donovan's been banged up a little bit and then kind of your your last thoughts on on how Buccaneers fans should really be measuring some of this excitement coming out of the early part of camp.
1: Still think they're figuring it out. Um, they've looked good in some situations and then again they've let some some issues uh crop up that cropped up last year, such as, you know, letting guys guys getting beat on the edge, um, allowing interior pressure. Uh Vitavea just crashed through the uh, line twice up the middle, right in consecutive plays on Sunday would have been a sack, you know, if it would have been a game. Um, so they've still got some work to do. Harold Goodwin was actually getting on him a lot today. Uh, he's pretty fired up. He's always fun to watch. I've actually watched him three or four times so far. And I mean, but he, you can tell he has intensity and you can tell he has passion for to make sure that these guys uh, get the job done right, though, which is always a great thing to, to know in the back of your head when you've got a coach just, you know, screaming at you. But um, it's uh, I would just say overall, like if I had to grade them or something, you know, please don't get offended, Bucks offensive line. If any of y'all are listening, I know Ryan Jensen was once on the show. I'd probably give them about a C plus right now, uh, just because you know, like Arian said about Winston yesterday or Sunday rather, um, they're getting the kitchen sink thrown at them right now. And this is a defense I talked about with this uh, with Gene on Buck, which you heard yesterday. This is a defense that's always the three four is always giving Tampa Bay trouble. So it's just kind of fitting right now that the offense is slowly but surely making its way.
0: This episode of Locked On Bucks is brought to you by Five Star Painting, a neighborly company. Five Star Painting is looking for new owners to join their growing company. Could this be the perfect opportunity for you? Are you driven? Do you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur? If you're interested in running your own business, text Five Star to eight seven zero zero zero. Right now to learn more. Choosing to start your business with 5 Star Painting means setting yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with the best in the business and the best at the business. With 5 Star Painting, you'll be your own boss. Pick your own territory, set your own hours, and live a better quality of life running a business that you can be proud of. You'll have access to the best resources to help you scale your landscape business, to meet your personal and professional goals, and you'll go home every day with the satisfaction of helping your customers enhance and maintain the beauty of their homes. As a five-star painting owner, you will also be part of the greater Neighborly community of home service brands. Neighborly has empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals through local business ownership. No one knows the home service industry better than Neighborly. Every year, nearly 1 million customers are proudly served by one of Neighborly's 22 award-winning brands, some of which include Mosquito Joe, Molly Maid, Glass Doctor, and Mr. Reuter. Whether you've been thinking about starting your own business or you're already running your own painting company, text 5STAR to eight seven zero 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 to learn more about how a 5STAR painting franchise can help you get where you want to go faster than going it alone. Again, text F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R to eight seven zero 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 to learn more about the neighborly brands that may be available in your area, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Awesome, Evan. Uh, Always great insight from you, of course. And man, I mean, just day by day, you're making me more and more jealous that uh, (laughs) I'm not there with you. Um, But I've got my time coming hopefully soon. Well, it is coming soon. But um, man, always appreciate you uh, coming on the show with us, of course. Obviously, again, today's a little bit shorter uh, than we normally like it to be. Um, I I don't think I could have picked a worse time to be on the West Coast during this this whole period. I mean, like second week of camp would have been better than the first week of camp. Um, but yeah, for all our listeners, I mean, hopefully you're enjoying the insight that Evan is shooting out there and that Bailey was shooting out there earlier over the weekend. Uh, of course, check out everything that Evan and, and Bailey and James and I are all doing over at Bucks Nation. Uh, follow Evan on Twitter at <laughs> Evan underscore winter. Follow me on Twitter at DH82 underscore Bucks. Follow us all at Bucks Nation at Bucks underscore Nation and the show at lockdown Bucks. Thank you all so much for joining us here on a beautiful Tuesday. Hopefully it's beautiful wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this. We will have more coming up, of course. Keep your eyes peeled uh, on, on Twitter and then, of course, your podcast channel. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.